0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. Welcome back to Vegas Nation, First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raiders news and analysis. And uh, we are one day away from the NFL officially Uh, releasing their schedule uh, and find out where the Raiders play and who they play. We we know who they're playing. Uh, We just don't know uh, when and uh, at what time and all that. But I'm anticipating uh, probably a handful of primetime games after the Raiders added uh, some, some real star power. Uh, This offseason, we're going to get to that before we get to our our great co-host, Sam Gordon, uh, also here with us from Vegas Nation. Just want to let you know that Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Sam Gordon, welcome uh, to the show. How how excited are you about uh, finally figuring out what the NFL schedule is going to look like uh, here in about 24 hours or so?
1: I'm ready to go, Vinny. I mean, it's always, I think the schedule at least, the NFL has done such a good job, as we know, of making it a year-round league. And just, it's always fun seeing what the matchups are like, seeing what the primetime games are like, seeing what stretches are going to be difficult for the Raiders, what stretches might be favorable, and just kind of prognosticating or predicting a possible uh, record for them based on how the ebbs and the flows of the season go. So uh, I expect a, uh, a definitely an, an interesting schedule, an exciting schedule that's comprised full of a handful of primetime games, and then also excited to see what the other big matchups are around the NFL because there have been so many moving parts with the quarterbacks uh, around the league this year. And of course, in the AFC West, I expect our, you know this division in and of itself to get a lot of primetime games. But it, but it's always a good time, and really curious to see uh, what the Raiders roadmap looks like uh, in twenty twenty
0: two. Yeah, and you know one of the um, one of, one of the fun parts uh, exercises about this is trying to figure out. What's going to happen opening weekend? We already know that the the, the Rams will play somebody uh, on Thursday night um, to kick off the regular season. Uh, they're the Super Bowl champions. They host the kickoff game, which is the Thursday prior to uh, the opening weekend. Um, from what I'm told, I don't think the Raiders are in the mix uh, for that game, although they do play the Rams. Uh, in los angeles at some point this year i just have a a, a sneaky suspicion that the rams are probably going to open up with the buffalo bills a great matchup uh, east coast west coast two super bowl contending teams um no doubt about it so that it just seems like it's headed in that direction so that leaves all right well what do the raiders do who do they open up with uh and i would think where the raiders are right now with their roster and all the storylines um out here in las vegas that they would get a prominent uh, slot uh, in, in opening weekend and, and on opening weekend. And so, Sam, um, you know, uh, when you look at the schedule, I don't know, there's something about that Patriots game. <laughs> yeah. That just jumps out at me. Um, obviously, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, the former Patriots, a number of assistant coaches uh, now here uh, with, with those two in Las Vegas from the Patriots. There's some players uh, that have made the move from New England uh, to here to Las Vegas. So what do you think about a potential Patriots-Raiders uh, opening weekend uh, game?
1: Well, I think that's a very enticing matchup, right? Josh McDaniels against Bill Belichick, like you said, the, the ties between uh, the two organizations are, you know, they're strong. They're, they're fairly obvious, fairly strong. I mean, you can go on and on. Not, not only this iteration, but of course the tuck rule. There's so many different uh, so many different memories between these two particular teams. And, and I think um, if you want to serve up a kind of a juicy matchup early on in the season, Vinny, a primetime matchup uh, between the Raiders, who, who now, as you mentioned, have a, a roster laden with uh, marquee players, like Devontae Adams being one of them. Uh, and the Patriots and their, their their culture and their machine that they had making the playoffs last year with rookie quarterback Mac Jones. It's a lot going on with those two franchises, and that definitely makes sense uh, for a week one or you know week two primetime matchup. Right early on in the season, kind of you know ignite the storylines, get 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 Josh McDaniels, um, get get that dialogue, that national dialogue, start facilitating that a little bit at that level, um, and really exploring that matchup. So I think there's yeah, I think I think it's very likely we're going to see that early on in the season and in prime time.
0: If you're the Raiders uh, and you're Josh McDaniels, uh, at some point or another, you're going to play Bill Belichick and the Patriots. It's it's uh, etched in stone uh, and it's going to be here in Las Vegas. Um, But from both teams perspective, what you know, is it is it is it um, better for the Raiders to play the Patriots early before the Raiders are able to put um, a lot of tape out there uh, and how differently they might look? Uh, under Josh McDaniels, or is it benefit the Raiders to wait a little bit to get their legs under him before playing, obviously, a coach that knows a lot about what Josh McDaniels is trying to do?
1: I think the the earlier the better. I mean, why not just get it out of the way? Because we know what traditionally Bill Belichick teams look like in the middle or or at the end of the season, right? I mean, by the end of the year, uh, that that thing is humming. And and frankly, even with a a rookie quarterback last year at a roster – um, that you know, that was relatively new. That was kind of comprised on the fly. A lot of a lot of free agents last offseason, Brand new quarterback. Uh, they were at one point, you know, in the, you know, towards the middle and the end of last year, they were rolling. They were a machine before they kind of came back to the pack uh, at the end of the year. So why not get that thing out of the way um, early on? You know, yes, there's going to be some familiarity there, but you still gotta you still gotta go out there and execute it. And and there's I would expect there's still going to be some wrinkles that are particular to this personnel, right, Vinny, that Josh McDaniels is working with, you're going to you're going to adapt to a degree to the personnel you have. And uh, the, the earlier that is the before the rest of the NFL, or certainly before Bill Belichick can see that what, what the, some of those personnel groupings look like with some of the formations or what some of the concepts that involve their trio of offensive players, uh, skill position players their their high level trio. Um, why not get it out of the way early? So I think, from the Raiders' perspective, you'd rather have that game early than later. What do you think? Uh,
0: yeah, you know, and uh, I think, and 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 for those reasons, you might, um, you know, if you're in the NFL, maybe you do wait uh, only because, like you just mentioned, uh, the Patriots always kind of take a little bit of a, um, you know, they, they they it's like they're like a boxer sometimes early in the season. They're kind of feeling things out, trying to figure themselves out. They'll not that they'll sacrifice a loss for a, a win or anything like that. Uh, but but they'll spend the first month or so uh, kind of kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't work and who they really are. And it may cost them a little bit early in the season, whereas later on in the year when they do figure out who they are, they're just a better team and a, and a tougher out. And and you would think that the Raiders are going to be a little bit like that as well, because they are breaking in a new defense, a new uh, offensive coordinator, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. um you know, while the Raiders want to get off to a great start, I think their best football is probably later on in the season. Once everything is in place uh, and everyone is, is comfortable and maybe that makes for a better matchup is, is what I'm trying to say uh, down the road where the Patriots are in a better position and the Raiders are in a better position um, and, and makes for a, a better game. And it would be great, obviously, for the NFL if both teams at let's say at the midway mark. Um, were were you know flying high, and and uh, and maybe you know that I think it's going to be a national game regardless. I think it's going to be a prime time game regardless. Uh, but but you could go both ways, uh, or maybe you just throw it out there like you said right off the bat um, from a from a television perspective. Whenever you play that game, um, it's going to be intriguing. But at least early in the season, you know, in case either team goes sideways, you get two O and O teams or or uh, early season teams. Uh, with a lot of familiarity with one another in terms of the coaches and some of the players, and maybe that makes for a, a better matchup. Okay, so short of the Patriots on opening weekend, um, let's say that that doesn't happen. Let's say that's uh, a week or so away. I mean, is there any gut feeling, any gut instinct for 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 you, Sam Gordon, where where the Raiders will open up with and against you?
1: I mean, I think, you know, regardless if it's nationally televised or not, Vinny, all division, all six division games are going to be, I think, must watch around the division for every single team, including the Raiders, with what the Broncos and Chargers did and, of course, what the Chiefs have been. Um, this to me, and, and we've heard players express this. We've heard Raiders players express this. We've heard players around the NFL, right, on social media and just, you know, a lot of the pundits and whatnot. This is the toughest division, at least on paper, right now as it stands, the toughest division in the NFL, the AFC West. So any one of those matchups early in this, whether if it's early in the season, if it's week one, any any mat- divisional matchup is going to be massive and monstrous. So I think there's a chance we see an early season, potentially an early season divisional game. Um, but there's also other you know other interesting teams that might make for if the Raiders are in primetime early. Um, and our colleague Adam Hill touched on this yesterday. There are some other interesting potential matchups for primetime. What about the Niners? Right, going back to the Bay Area, the Rams, of course, being the defending Super Bowl champions. Pittsburgh, the longstanding rivalry there. The Raiders, of course, went into Heinz Field last year early in the season and put a hurting on the Steelers. But it's going to be a new Steelers team, maybe an opportunity to showcase what that looks like on a national platform. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but there's a number of routes you can go, and that's what I think makes the schedule release so fascinating. Is when you take a look, as particularly at the Raiders and the schedules of teams of you know other teams in the AFC West. So many of these games. Makes sense for prime time. It's just that, you, obviously, the Raiders aren't going to be on prime time, you know, every single week. We, we know that. So, it's it's always fun trying to piece that together. But I think a, a divisional matchup uh, early in the season would be fascinating as well if they, if they don't go Patriots early on.
0: Yeah, when you look at this, uh, who the Raiders play this year, you know, obviously, you just mentioned uh, the, the treacherous AFC West. So, uh, they've got six games. Um, you know against the uh against the Broncos the chiefs and the, and the Chargers um, but beyond that it really is a pretty interesting schedule with some pretty darn good teams that make for some great matchups. the Tennessee Titans where are the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> gonna be this year uh, with their quarterback situation you mentioned the 49ers um that's always a uh that's it's it's it's, it, it's the bay area comes yep. to uh you know uh, gets gets updated um and i'm sure both teams you know uh, have some pride in, in that game you mentioned the steelers the chargers oh well you know we already ta- obviously talked about the chargers the rams in los angeles the saints uh yes. in new orleans the patriots uh we talked about the texans uh the jacksonville jaguars the colts uh, are on the schedule the arizona cardinals um and they're you know a great young quarterback kyler murray so it really is, and makes for a, a compelling, you know, seventeen-game schedule. And there's, there's, besides maybe the Houston Texans, um, almost every game, the, even the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, uh, have some allure and some intrigue because you you always like to see where that second-year quarterback in Trevor Lawrence is, how far he takes his game, and usually, many times, that second year is really a breakout season for for some of those high. Uh, you know, uh, quarterbacks that, that were drafted as high as they were. So even to me, that game has some some compelling uh, elements to it. Um, but it really is Sam a an exciting schedule uh, uh, in terms of the opponents this year for the Raiders.
1: Yeah, it's a gauntlet. Vinny. It's definitely a gauntlet, and last year's was too. Let's make no you know, there's no secret behind that. The same time last year, we had this conversation, and uh, it, the Raiders' schedule was pretty difficult. And lo and behold, they're able to navigate uh, to ten and seven and make the playoffs. I think based on. How tough the AFC West is this year? I'm not, you know, it's, I think I'm not sure what what record is going to win the division uh, per se at this point. But when you take a look at this, that yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to navigate. I don't think, um, you know, there's no at the NFL level. I mean, there's I mean, look at Indianapolis and Jacksonville last year, week 17, the Colts win and they're in, and they can't do it. So there aren't aren't necessarily um, any gimmies, right? Like you said, Jacksonville, Doug Peterson. Super Bowl winning coach that has a pedigree when it comes to working the quarterbacks. They could be better. Texans have a young quarterback that they like, even though there's probably still a couple years away uh, as they're in the d- deeply entrenched in a rebuild. But it's a fascinating schedule. I think Seattle is another team where th- there's a lot of question marks there that I mean, who's their quarterback? I'm not exactly sure. But the NFC West, you know, opposite the AFC West was was probably the toughest division um, in, in the NFL last year. You had three of those teams make the playoffs and the fourth one was Seattle that lost their quarterback for half the season, Russell Wilson, now in the AFC West. So that's no cakewalk either. I mean, the, the, and, and, you know, on the other side of that, the teams that are playing the Raiders, they know that they have to strap it up as well because the Raiders are going to come and, and bring something to having just made the playoffs and with the upgrades they made on the roster. So it's 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 a gauntlet, um, but it's a lot. It's exciting. And I think there's a lot of intrigue with each of these matchups in their own respective way. Of course, by the middle of the season, when some teams are you know out of playoff contention already, some of those matchups lose a little luster. But again, that's why at this juncture of the year. The schedule release is so much fun because there is optimism around every fan base and you can kind of piece together what a potential record might look like. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.
0: Well, um, what I always like to do is look at the quarterback. Who are they playing? Who's who's the quarterback of the other team? And we'll just go right through it. The Arizona Cardinals, obviously Kyler Murray. I mean, I know that there's some financials going on with with, with the uh, with with the Cardinals. So, uh, but I, I think that one way or another that will get worked out, and Kyler Murray will be on the field. Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson. All of a sudden, is the co- uh, the quarterback of the Broncos? Uh, no no day at the uh, at the park uh, in that regard. The Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan, Sam. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Sam Ryan and, uh, and the challenge that he presents with the Colts?
1: Yeah, I, I certainly think uh, you know he's past it in terms of being a, a top level quarterback like he was in 2016. I think that's pretty clear, but. Now he goes into an organization where you have a a quality offensive line. You've got some some young receivers that are emerging, like a Michael Pittman Jr., a a good defense. Uh, Gus Bradley, now you're going to be running that defense. Former Raider Yannick Ngakwe uh, came out and and said, you know, he said he wants some vengeance, right? And I can't blame him. He's a high-level competitor. So that's going to be a fascinating matchup. But I do think Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. I don't think it's a massive upgrade, but I think he brings a little bit more stability and a little bit more big play potential than Carson Wentz did. I think that they kind of had the training wheels on Carson Wentz and really turned that offense over to Jonathan Taylor last year. But with Matt Ryan in the fold, I think you're going to see a more balanced Colts team. So he, he to me, um, is, is still a quarterback capable of winning games. I, I, he's not at the high end anymore. I think Derek Carr um, at this juncture clearly – Um, a better option but Matt Ryan is that that Colts team has a a higher ceiling a higher gear to get to with Matt Ryan at quarterback and and frankly they should have been a playoff team last year so I think
0: they're going to be pretty good and have a chance to make some noise in the AFC when you mentioned and Ngakwe with what he said and the uh, the motivation now that he has to play against the Raiders uh, the little chip on the shoulder that he that he might have uh, I always I'm always reminded of uh, JJ Watt we were up in San Francisco um, uh, the Super Bowl when the Broncos played uh, the Carolina Panthers, and he won. I believe it was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. And so afterwards, we're, we're talking to him, and um, you know, here was a guy that you know was uh, y- y- you know his whole story with JJ Watt. You know, he was a kind of a walk-on at Wisconsin, changed positions, all these types type of stuff. So he had to come up the hard way. And he was talking about, you know, that as motivation. And and now here's this guy that, you know, at that point was the NFL defensive player of the year. So what motivation, you know, could he could he have? He's like, well, he goes, there's always some there's always some. He goes, and and even if there isn't best believe I'm going to make something up, you know, even if it's just to convince myself that there's a slight out there or somebody that doubts that, that doubts you. So these guys come up with anything. Uh, to get their motivation uh, up and, and no doubt unique and Godway, I think he wanted to be here with the Raiders. He gets traded, so he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when 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 that game is and and uh, and uh, and how motivated, just how motivated Yannick Gogway will be all right the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you gotta suspect, especially with the coaching change, uh, Sam to Doug Peterson um just a year's worth of maturity going through all the kind of sometimes nonsense that trevor Lawrence went through last year with yeah with urban Myers coach kind of figured he's gonna be better right yeah no
1: no doubt about it I mean it's well you know it's hard for him he's not going to be worse I don't I don't right.
0: think so anyways
1: and they've had like you said but they've added support they have a a veteran Super Bowl winning head coach. They go out there and upgrade, you know, they upgrade the roster around him. They had the first overall pick. He's probably going to have a better defense. He's going to be better offensively. There's just some, you know, there's some stability there now with Doug Peterson and his brass and his regime um, there that clearly wasn't there with urban Meyer, who, you know, for my money, had the worst head coaching tenure, Vinny, in NFL history. You cannot Ooh. get more you cannot get more dysfunctional than than what he brought to the table last season. So now Trevor Lawrence gets to be in a real NFL environment uh with Doug Peterson. And I do expect him to be better. I don't think Jacksonville is by any stretch is gonna be a contender per se, but I think we're gonna start at least, you know, he's gonna have the opportunity now, right? The opportunity To show what made him the first overall pick, I think it was pretty clear um, early on in the season with Urban Meyer that that thing wasn't going to work out. You, you of course, remember the stories. I think he's going to be much better um, this season and at least give Jacksonville a chance to to be competitive in some of these games.
0: Right. And then there's the Kansas City Chiefs, some guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we'll, We'll see what he's all about. But obviously, twice a year against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's that's always a tough challenge. The Houston Texans, I don't even, I mean, Davis Mills, I guess, is going to be the quarterback. Uh, you know, had some had some nice moments last year, um, but, you know, clearly not um, along the same lines of, uh, of some of these other quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to have to play.
1: 100%. This is, to me, an organization clearly in, in a rebuild. And Davis Mills, yeah, play well for a third-round pick. You see what you have with him. But at least at this point right now, Vinny and May, from what we've seen, uh, that that team is a f- far, far, far away from, from contending and being a real player in the AFC South.
0: And then the New England Patriots. And I know Mac Jones uh, had, a, had a nice rookie year. He gets his team to the playoffs. But I don't know, uh, uh, Sam, do you feel like by the end of that season um, – Teams were kind of figuring uh, the, the the Mac Jones puzzle out a little bit. Yeah,
1: it just seemed to me, Vinny, that their offense was just a little too predictable. Everything, mostly everything, was underneath. It was short, and I know that was kind of the you know the running joke with Mac Jones that he didn't go down the field a lot. But when you watch the games, and I watched the Patriots, you know, a handful of times last season, there was definitely some truth to that. It's just. Whether that was Josh McDaniels keeping the training reels on because it's his first season, uh, it just felt like it was like that for a really long time. So now he has to adjust to a new offensive coordinator. There's a new, you know, probably, you know, maybe some of the same concepts that he was doing last year, but a brand new, you know, offensive coordinator, brand new situation there uh, in New England. So... And he was already, you know, a mature guy coming out. He's going to be 24 this year. It's not like he was a young 21-year-old. He was pretty polished coming out of Alabama. I think that was one of the appeals that he had as he was ready day one to step in and lead an NFL team. And from an intangible perspective, a lot of credit to what he was able to do, getting that team to the playoffs. But from an actual, you know, playing standpoint, it was a lot of stuff underneath and there was a lot of predictability uh, to their offense, do they have the playmakers on the perimeter to stretch the field and, and and allow him to to go down the field and give him confidence to go down the field? I'm not necessarily sure uh, that they do. So. From an certainly from an offensive standpoint, you have to think the Raiders are better off offensively, and of course, you know Derek Carr, uh, a lot of upside with what he has now to work with. I think certainly a lot more than what Matt Jones has. And
0: then we come to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm Jameis Winston. Uh, looks like he's the guy that uh, that that's you know uh, that they're gonna that they're gonna uh, give the you know buckle the opportunity to kind of a wild card right there, Sam.
1: Yeah, played well when we saw him last year, Vinny. But of course, coming off the ACL injury, uh, only completed fifty nine percent of his passes. The 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 TD to interception ratio fourteen to three, um, pretty good. But even then, Vinny, new situation, right? Sean Payton's gone. You were playing with Sean Payton, one of the best offensive coaches of the last 15, 20 years. What is that offense going to look like without him and with Jameis Winston coming off that knee? Uh, I'm curious to see. I think the you know I think that's kind of a uh, you know we don't know yet. There's there's still a, a lot to be seen there. But based on You know, what we do know, I mean, the the fact that the Raiders have a little bit more stability right now, I think favors them in that particular quarterback matchup.
0: The Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert. uh, I think that uh, speaks for itself right there. It certainly does. Yeah. And uh, in in Matthew Stafford's case, uh, here's a guy that, you know, from time to time is going to have, you know, go on a little bit of a roller coaster, ride. We saw him last year um, have, you know, uh, consecutive games where he was throwing pick sixes. And multiple interceptions so uh there's 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 ways to be able to attack him and um it'll be interesting to see what matthew stafford uh shows up uh whenever the raiders play play uh play the rams um and that's gonna be in los angeles uh you figure that's gonna be a decided raiders uh advantage crowd there so um as will it be when they go to play the chargers um, uh, at SoFi stadium as well then the pittsburgh steelers uh followed by the San Francisco 49ers. Again, I mean, you know, when you're when you're talking about I quarterback stability is so important uh in this league. And and you know, when you when you start looking at, yes, the Raiders are playing a bunch of good quarterbacks, but there's some teams out there, Pittsburgh Steelers being one of them, uh, and the San Francisco 49ers, there's still uncertainty at, at quarterback sample
1: Well, it would seem, Vinny Wright, that Mitch Trubisky, I mean, you brought him in and paid okay. him handsomely. You'd think that he's gonna probably be the starter, but then you take a uh, experienced veteran college quarterback in the first round. So I'm not exactly sure there. And then what's going on in San Francisco? I mean, are you, they haven't traded the season ended four months ago for them, three and a half months ago. And Jimmy Garoppolo is still in the roster. So is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the starter? Is Trey Lance ready to be the starter? I'm not sure. I, I think, I mean, I think they, um, they were a couple plays away from the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, I mean, clearly he was their best option last year. You also take Trey Lance in the top five. So, there's, they have a couple of things to iron out uh, as they go into the season, and, and I guess the jury's. I mean, from where we're standing right now, right, the jury's still out with what's going to happen in San Francisco. So that that situation in and of itself is going to be interesting to see how that shakes out and who ultimately ends up seizing the reins going into the season there. But right now, I don't, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, and for for go, you know backing up to the Steelers, whoever ends up being uh, the quarterback, whether it's Kenny Pickett or uh, Mitchell Trubisky, it's it's still going to be. There's going to be some question marks there. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky you know um, for all the oh this could work out this has a chance to work out we don't know he didn't he didn't seize the moment in in Chicago and there's definitely flaws uh, in his game and then with with uh, with with the rookie if that's the direction that they go he's still a rookie quarterback Um, you know and so so uh, that kind of probably works to the Raiders advantage uh, as well so uh, put that in the question mark barrel as far as the 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 49ers I definitely think it's going to be Trey Lance um, but such a wild card and unknown uh, in that case too he could be one way or the other you yep. know uh he could be a tremendous handful or you know maybe the raiders catch a break uh in that situation you brought up a good point about jimmy garoppolo not only uh were they a player two away from going to the super bowl they were literally a guy holding on to an interception from going to the super bowl yeah uh, which had nothing to do with jimmy garoppolo and he was hurt uh, you know, uh, in that game, so he was playing uh, banged up. That's why he had the surgery. I think that's what's kind of holding up. Um, you know, the, the trade at this point. But it's really interesting about Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, that uh, that that he's Patrick Mahomes or or Tom Brady or anything like that. this is a guy who, when he's on the field, his team wins. And he got his team to a Super Bowl. Pushed the Chiefs. Uh, in that game uh, to a uh, to a to a into the fourth quarter with a lead and then Patrick Mahomes started doing Patrick Mahomes types things, um, and, you know, and then obviously again hurt got 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 his team to within a play of the uh, of the Super Bowl last year. I sometimes think we sleep a little bit on, on Jimmy Garoppolo. I know there is an issue sometimes with him staying healthy, but. I think people underestimate how how good of a quarterback he is. Maybe not the greatest quarterback, but in terms of leadership, getting the job done, this is a guy that's gotten the job done.
1: Period. Vinny, that's all. I'm, I could not be more with you on this career record as a starter. And I know you know people like to argue they're not. You know, the team wins aren't a QB stat. but well, the bottom line is, with Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> starting games for you, you're thirty three and fourteen. You're gonna tell me yeah. he has nothing? You're gonna tell me he has nothing to do with that? Right? No, I'm, I'm not buying that. I, I think that, like like you said, the intangibles, the leadership. The way he connects with his teammates, and there's countless quotes. Uh, Debo Samuel, one one of the best players in the NFL, strong, ringing endorsement of Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of last season. We've been hearing about that for years. That that matters, many. That that kind of thing matters in in the NFL, the ultimate team sport, uh, where there are so many guys in the locker room. To have somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo that has those intangibles that can bring the best out in other players, that other players believe in and trust. He just went. I mean, listen, call it what it was, he made some big throws on the road in a frigid game in Lambeau Field on the road to knock off Aaron Rodgers and was an interception away from his second Super Bowl in three years. I'm sorry that the historically great Patrick Mahomes had one of the best fourth quarters in Super Bowl history. That's the only thing keeping him from being a Super Bowl champion right now. And then the narrative is completely different. Whether it's in San Francisco or whether it's a trade sometime you know, before this season before. Next season, this is a guy that I believe can win a lot of football games and take a team. I mean, he's proven he can take a team deep into the playoffs. Um, totally underrated. 68% of his passes, you know, completion for his career, led the NFL in yards per completion last year. And again, to go back to the top of my point, 33 and 14 as a starter. That's not by accident. You're not going to accidentally win that many games.
0: Right. Uh, and you want to know what they are when he isn't in the lineup? Let me know, Vinny. T- talk to me. 8 and 27.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right. same same team same roster the quarterback might have something to do with that in san francisco yes, so we'll just a little bit right. we went
0: off on a uh, jimmy garoppolo uh tangent right there but i i just think that sometimes he gets uh taken for granted a little bit uh and the numbers suggest that now the other argument would be well he, he doesn't you know he he's he's often injured that's the issue and I, and 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 to go in another direction because you feel like the next guy is going to give you more um, stability in terms of the health and availability. I get that. But to assume that that guy, whoever it is, and it looks like obviously it's going to be Trey Lance, but to assume that guy is going to have that kind of success as well. I don't know about that. You know, uh, that remains uh, to be seen. Uh, All right. So lastly, um, on the Raiders schedule, when we're talking about quarterbacks, the Seattle Seahawks, (laughs) Sam, I mean, um, What the heck's going on, Drew Lock? Uh, you know, is that I? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that to me, um, is is a game that the Raiders are going to have a a decided advantage, uh, unless they make a trade or any. any, Who knows? Maybe they bring in Baker Mayfield. But even if that's the case, I'm not feeling it too much.
1: Yeah. Again, um, just like just like Houston, this you know when you trade your franchise quarterback who's still. Yes, he was banged up last year, but in theory, he's still in his prime. Like that to me signals a clear rebuild. So, this is Seattle uh, kind of pushing the reset button. And I don't, you know, this is a a year where maybe they tank, right? Like maybe this is a 2 and 15, 3 and 14, 4 and 13 kind of team. Uh, I think if Drew Locke is your quarterback, you certainly have to be prepared for that kind of record, given what we've seen so far. Maybe there's improvement there. I'm not sure. But based on what we've seen from Drew Locke, there's nothing nothing to me that suggests. Um, that this Seattle team is gonna be remotely, you know, competitive when it comes to the big picture. So yeah, this is another game where the Raiders are gonna have a decided advantage and and frankly one, I mean, given I mean we broke down the schedule Maybe given the gauntlet of teams that they're gonna play and some of the really good quarterbacks, those are the kind of games that you have to win. Like no doubt about it, with who you're gonna be seeing in the division with some of these fifty-fifty coin flip games. When you have a team right now in, in May where not, we're not sure who their starting quarterback is, uh, or if he's even on the roster, yeah, that's a game that the Raiders should definitely win and where they should have a decided advantage.
0: Yeah, and then uh, lastly, it's the Tennessee Titans and um, you know Ryan Tannehill, uh, who I think is coming off what was a three or four interception performance um, against the Bengals uh, in, in the playoffs. And not to make light at this uh, at all, but I mean, uh, his performance was so bad Internally uh, that he he had to he went into a dark place um, after that. So um, and, you know, I'm not making light of that at all, uh, but it, it shows you the kind of pressure that these guys, you know, play under and and the stress uh, that that is involved in this in this uh, position, in this uh, job but when you look at the Tennessee Titans, and we're talking about quarterbacks, I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill is, um, you know, uh, has shown that he could be a, a good quarterback in this league. But he's also shown that he could be very inconsistent. So, looking at the Tennessee Titans and, and the Raiders playing them, you know, I mean, that's 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 if we're talking about the quarterback, uh, sometimes t- you know Ryan Tannehill has shown that uh, he could be a uh, liability sometimes.
1: And on top of that, you just took away, you just traded away his best yes. receiver. You yeah. just traded away A.J. Brown, who at 20, you're going to be 25 this year, is entering the prime of his career because they couldn't work something out financially. So I think to me, that Tennessee team had a nice run these, these past couple of years where they were a, I guess, like a pseudo contender, like a faux contender, right? Like they were good and maybe a couple other breaks, a couple other bounces go their way. They're able to make a deeper run, but... But um, that, to me, that window is closing, right? Like, what are we going to see from Derrick Henry? He was banged up last year, and you know how running backs age in this league. He's going to be 28. He's one of, certainly one of my favorite NFL players. Um, I love watching him play. I love what he brings to the table. Uh, but there is a shelf life. So I think given all that's going on organizationally with Tennessee and what that roster looks like, it might be a very different Tennessee offense um, with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. So – yeah, there's, there's still some question marks to me there with Tennessee, even with with their great coaching with Mike Grable and his staff and with the run they've had the last few years. It's going to be a lot different.
0: You know, we'll officially know uh, here uh, uh, not, too, not too much longer, um, a day or so, uh, who the Raiders – I mean, we know who they're playing, but when they're going to play them. Uh, and as you look at that schedule, um, there's a lot of intriguing games, but there's also, I think, some opportunity for the Raiders, uh, especially based on – Um, some quarterback situations that they're going to be uh, dealing with uh, uh, along the line this year. Uh, But I can't wait till tomorrow to figure out what the schedule is. We'll be back next week to really dig deeper uh, into it uh, and figure out. Uh, and talk about all the primetime games. Uh, where they're going to be traveling? Are they going to be on Thanksgiving? Are they playing on Christmas Day, New Year's? All of that sort of stuff. Uh, we'll have it all for you uh, next week when we reconvene. Uh, Sam Gordon, uh, thanks so much for uh, everything that you uh, that you do. Truly appreciate it. Want to say thanks to Larry Muir, our great producer. Also want to say thanks to our sponsors, Station Casinos, STN Sports, obviously the Las Vegas Review Journal, and Blue Wire. Guys, we'll talk to you guys next week.